Hi, I'm Bev Valeri. And I'm John Hersey, and welcome to Travel by Pet Sitting. We are retirees who travel the world by caring for other people's pets. <laughs> we have spent years traveling slowly and comfortably, exploring the world. We've done the U.S., Australia, Asia, Europe, and Mexico uh, by caring for these pets. And there have been all sorts of pets, dogs and cats and horses and alpaca. Um, and we may, we may be retired, um, but you don't have to be retired <laughs> because there's this growing trend of traveling through pet sitting uh, that's available to everyone, any age, part-time, full-time, for a few days or a few months, to any destination. And all it takes is two things, a love of travel and a love of pets. And that's really important, the love of pets, because we are in the middle of doing our initial podcast and we have pets all around us. We are indeed pet sitting in Big Canoe, Georgia. <laughs> we are pet surrounded. <laughs> we are. So we promise that during each episode, we will candidly share secrets and stories, uh, mistakes and memories from all our years of being international pet sitters. Each week, we'll tell a story or reflect on a memory uh, we're going to laugh at some of our mistakes, and some of them have been real doozies and a little difficult to laugh at. <laughs> we're we're going to share secrets, which we've uncovered as we've done our traveling. And there have been a lot of questions as we've hit the road. And so we'll candidly answer those questions from our point of view. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how did, the heck did we even get into pet sitting? And we did it by reinventing our retirement. Well, hello, everybody. This is Beverly, and I'm with John. Hi. <laughs> um, we are talking about travel by pet sitting, and a number of people have asked us, do you ever get tired of being on the road? So I thought maybe, John, you and I would just have a little conversation about that notion. Batted around, so to speak. Yeah. Okay, before we do that, there are people on this call probably, or on this podcast, who don't know us from a hole in the wall, so... I'm John. And I'm uh, Bev. And, uh, and, and Bev. Uh, we're retired professional speakers and trainers and coaches um, who decided in our retirement to travel, travel extensively. And we do it through pet sitting, where we go into people's homes, we take care of their pets, and to some degree their home, and uh, they go off and enjoy the world. The world. And um, we, we've been doing that pretty exclusively until COVID. We were doing it for five years full time for the most part, except for some tweeners, what we call tweeners, in between pet sits, we would go off and do some touring. And now actually the pet sits have become the tweeners because it is, it's, it's tough until this vaccine can get distributed and people feel safe. Um, I think it will probably still be a little sparse as far as pet sitting. But you know something, John, I have found that with this little dry spell where we've been doing a lot more touring versus pet sitting. Boy, I love pet sitting. It's a whole different way to travel. And I sorely miss it. I'm really looking forward to getting back up to Big Canoe, Georgia, where we're doing a pet sit in what? Um, through two weeks? Two weeks. Yeah. Right now we are in Cedar Key, Florida, which is in the northwest shore of Florida, if you will, near the Panhandle, about an hour or so from Gainesville. 
and it's a lovely spot. It's old Florida. It's, it's in very the mid- funky. In it's the middle of artsy, nowhere. <laughs> very artsy-fartsy. And yeah, you're, it's true. I mean, the uh, closest gro- real grocery store, I mean, they've got a little market here, but real stores are about an hour about away. About an hour away. Yeah, and yeah. And so um, it's an interesting community. And, a lot of nature, a lot of wildlife, a lot of... Um, a lot of, uh, um, they call aquaculture. They, um, clamming and oysters are a huge industry for this little town. And so you can only imagine the seafood that we've been having almost every, every day. day. Yeah, I'm a, ste- I'm a steamer lover. So. There was a time in the late 1800s when there was a, a, a railway that went from Cedar Key over to Jacksonville, and they used to ship three train cars full of clams. No kidding. To Jacksonville every week. Every week. Ah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Well, and I think it's grown since then. I mean, it's it's thriving, this little town. And so we're in an adorable- But there's no more train. <laughs> no, no, more no more train. They do it by trucking now. But we're in an adorable little cluster of old uh, fishing uh, haciendas or huts. They're bright yellow with turquoise trim. And I'd call of, them cottages. Okay, cottages. We're right on one of the coves, and it's it's delightful. Yep. But um, the but the question is, and I'm gonna bat it back at you, John. Do you get tired of being on the road? Uh, no, I can't say that I get tired being on the road. But I think you have to give some some texture to the notion of getting tired. You know, there are people who um, are very attached to their things, to their surroundings, to their bed, to their couch, to their dishes, whatever it might be. And they may get attached to those to the point where they go off on a two-week vacation and they can't wait to get home. Is that because they're tired of being around, not being around their things? I think that some people uh, are tired of not being around, their, not having their own space, their own stuff around. Then there are some people, I'm guessing, or we've come to learn this, who um, like their things primarily because they uh, give them a cushion against having to deal with all the new stuff. As we travel mostly through pet sitting, uh, and we travel full time, every place we go, it's new every day. Um, the restaurants are new, the language, even the dialects are new. <laughs> Down here, it's in, in Cedar Key, Florida, sometimes it's hard to understand people. They've got such accents, deep, heavy accents. Uh, they have ways of saying things that uh, we're not used to. They have cuisine that we're not used to. But even with the little things, um, just in this little cottage, for instance, they have um, a new, a different way of doing coffee. We usually carry our coffee press and we have our coffee and they have a wonderful coffee that they pin to the door every morning. And then there's a different kind of, there's a Cuisinart coffee pot, which we haven't used in a while. So we, we adjusted our French press routine or ritual in the morning yep. to this, to the way that they do it. And then even this afternoon, because their microwave is so low, like kind of down by your ankles. Ankles. <laughs> you were you were having trouble, you know, seeing it, and so it's getting out of flashlight. Well, when, and... when Bev said this is a, a little cottage, I mean, this is a little cottage. This is the size of a very small kind of. We think it's about the size square foot wise. It's one hundred ninety two square feet. So yeah, that's um, small. It, it's <laughs> tiny. It's tiny, and everything's got to be compact and. 
you've got to be careful how you do it. And, and I have to duck a lot. <laughs> the bathroom is very small, tiny. You have to be shower. very organized. You have to so, be, there you go. That's, and so that's the other thing where we have to be very tentative, not inten- give attention to not leaving things out and around. So, so the question is, do we get tired being on the road? And you said you do not get tired being on the road. No, I don't. Yeah. Um, and I think... Do you? Um, no, I, I was stressed in the beginning and, um, I think that made me tired in the beginning because it was, I was so unsure of what was happening and everything was so new. And I think there were times where I was a little, I was fearful. I can remember arriving in Rome and we couldn't find our tickets, remember? And I, I started getting very stressed out. I remember as though it were yesterday, I'm like pacing around the place you know in the airport going oh my god where are our train tickets where's the train what if what happens if we don't find the train tickets blah 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 and you know now if we if we can't find our train tickets it's kind of like okay so let's figure out what we're gonna do so we were talking about it earlier today and i can remember vividly us going to the metro station right down the street from our apartment in rome um, and I mean, I'm talking about a less than five minute walk from our apartment in Rome. And we got there to buy train tickets to go somewhere. And it was overwhelming to, on how to buy train tickets. I mean, if you think about it, you put the money into the machine, you tell the machine where you want to go, and it spits out the tickets. But hey, it's different. In Italian. It's, a, it's different money, it's a different language. So I think in the beginning, yes, I think I had a tendency of getting kind of wanting to go, okay, just want to sit down and take a break. But uh, I think if we get on the wrong train now, it's kind of like, oops, uh-oh, we better get off. I guess the- we're supposed <laughs> to be on the wrong train. <laughs> Let's get off at the What next- are we supposed to be seeing now? <laughs> or, you know, where we meet the conductor and he says, oh, no worry. That happened in England twice, yep. I think. Yep. Uh, once when we're going to go to the Vatican and we end up <laughs> going the wrong direction. Oh, dear. And once a homeowner was uh, so concerned about us getting uh, to our next sit because it was a tight connection, he put us on the wrong train. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Wrong train. It it was 45 minutes before the train was supposed to leave, and he put us in going the wrong direction. (laughs) So we had to get off and come back and... Time-wise, we were fine. We were fine. fine. It's just that he was so concerned about it. So let's come back to the question is... So I do get tired. In the beginning, I do think I got a little bit more tired. But, you know, I can also say that even when we were at home, I would go through periods where I got tired. Yeah. And so I think I'm no more tired on the road. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm considerably less tired than... I think I would be for those, you know, during COVID, we've had our experience of being at home. I think I kind of get more, more tired. Here, it's so stimulating. I mean, everything's new. I get all this new input and it just jazzes me up. I mean, it just wakes me up and I love it. Well, if you think about it, when you first go on a vacation of any kind, two-week vacation, let's say, you've got energy about that vacation typically. So you don't really get tired. I can remember going on two-week vacations and coming home exhausted because (laughs) we did all the stuff that we wanted to do and more, and we we were tired when we came home. Well, you know, we go on for long periods of time. We have now been on the road since, well, we've been on the road for four four and a half months, something like that. 
in that range. Since COVID, yes. Um, since we left yeah. in, in last November, November of 19, oh, 2020. And uh, we're, we're not tired of being on the road because um, we do have days where we're physically, we're just, you know, I don't feel like doing anything. I, I want to kind of chill out. I want to break. But that's no different than at home. That's exactly right. Right. It's, so it's no different. We just don't do it at home. We do it on the road. Now, there is a distinction I want to make, and that is um, sometimes I feel that things are a little tiring. Very different from the getting tired. It's just tiring. We do, we do a lot of research um, for where we're going. If Even with a pet sit, we look at, you know, geographically, where is it? How do we get there? What's the best, if we're using our car now, but generally, what's the best mode of temp, uh, transportation to get there? And then we kind of look at the background of the dogs, the homeowners, the, you know, it's a, a lot of research. And so I have been at times find the research can get tiring. But what I've learned is then stop researching for a while. Take a break, you know, go and go on a trail or um, go to a museum if that's what I right. want to do. So what I think I've learned by being on the road is to be more mindful of how I'm feeling about things and not doing the quick fix like, I remember back home, I would say, well, let's go to the movies. Well, that <laughs> so, was the easy answer to everything. <laughs> you know, we'd sit there. And that the, was like a COVID vaccination. Let's go to the movies. It's, <laughs> it'll solve all the world's problems. <laughs> just, and so um, that's, that's not available to us. And so what, I've, what it's gratefully made me do is figure out, so how do I handle my own mindset? You know, how do I handle that feeling? And so I think I've been much more mindful of stress levels or if something is tiring for me. I know if I'm starting, if something's very tiring, I may start making mistakes. And so, so it's time to take a break. <laughs> let's, let's come back to the question. Do you get tired of being on the road? So the question, if you really look underneath the question, do you miss your bed? Do you miss your couch? Do you miss your things around the home? Do you miss your friends? Do you miss your family? Um, and the answer is pretty much, yeah. I mean, I miss all of those things. We, I love our little home in Fountain Hills, we Arizona. We love our bed. Love our, <laughs> we've got the most comfortable bed ever. <laughs> um, do I miss it enough to not be on the road? Nope. I think it's one of those things where um, we have so much joy and fun being on the road that, yes, we miss it, but the fun of being on the road so outweighs that. And so, yes, we have a few little, you know, hiccups here and there. And I think actually we've come to a place now where we embrace them. We go, okay, what's this all about? Yeah, what's I, happening? You know, I've said this before. We've said this before. Not everybody is us. Not everybody has our interest level. Um, we've gotten bitten by this on the road bug uh, to the point where there are so many places to see. Uh, we finished our uh, pet sit in Big Canoe, Georgia, first week or so, second week or so in January. And we started to make our way down to Florida. We went to Savannah. Um, we went to Charleston on the way here. We went to Savannah for a few days. And then we dropped down to Jupiter, Florida to see her sister for a week or so. And we went from Jupiter, Florida over to Sarasota. Sarasota. 
um, where we saw uh, an old friend of of mine in business. And then we went back to Jupiter, Florida. Then we dropped down to Miami. Then we went over to Naples to see another old friend. We went friend. to the Everglades. Went to, we went to, after that, we went to the Everglades. <laughs> um, my, my point is, is that the more we travel, the more we realize how little we've actually seen of this world and how interesting we find it. I would have wagered money that I would have been mildly interested in the Everglades. And we spent a day and a half there in total, really, two nights and one full day. And it was a full day, and it wasn't nearly enough time. Uh, the, the nature and the wildlife and the vegetation, I mean, was just like jaw-droppingly interesting uh, to me and to Bev. And um, so how do, how do you miss? I mean, if, you, if we had a choice of either stay home or see the world, that's not a fair choice <laughs> to us. Now, I do have to say, um, as you went through our itinerary, um, that by pet sitting, we, we have been pet sitting long enough now that we stay, generally it's a month or more, we like that pace. So spending a week here, a couple of days there, a day and a half here is not necessarily our most favorite way to travel. It's not our sweet spot. And that can get us tiring because it's really not the way we like to travel. Exactly. We like to go slow and we like to go deep. We like to meet the neighbors. We like to figure out the subculture of the area. And that's just, that's our pace. That works for us. So I do find when we get out of sync with what works for us, we can get a little afraid at times. I'm, I'm ready. I am really ready for this pet sit. I cannot wait to grab that big blue and hold him in my arms and give him a big smack right on that big old head of his. He's a huge, huge pit bull, 11 years old, and he is a sweetie pie. So I am so looking forward to cuddling with him. Uh, it's a, and also seeing that part of Georgia again. Yeah, so am I. And then we're going to go from there to the Smoky Mountains because we've decided to take on, given COVID and the lack of pet sits, we've decided to take on visiting the national parks. But this gives me, um, brings me to another point that we talked about earlier today about uh, bringing up in this podcast, and that is, what was it? Oh, it's we. Because we're out and about all the time, we, we have, we're staying in this little, these little cottages about a mile from the center of town, so we walk into the center of town, and we meet people all the time. And people literally tell us where to go, <clears throat> so to speak. They tell us what restaurants to go to, oh, it'll be better here, oh, it'll be better there, uh, where to find great sites, where to great find hikes and walks and all that kind of thing. And... It's amazing how we have not, we've been introduced to non-touristy activities by the locals. It happens every place we go. It's so true, John. And actually, if I look back on our favorite things, a vast majority of them, of them have been recommended, have been referrals. This coming to Cedar Key, we do volunteer work. You've probably heard about it at Hoon Copy because we talk about it all the time. It's working with horse um, uh, therapy horses and we do the horse care Basically, we shovel their poo, but one of the other volunteers <laughs> knows us pretty well, and she said, man, when you're in Florida, see if you can get by, get to Cedar Key. And so 
we rarely second guess people. We might ask a few questions or whatever, but we pretty much go for it and give it a try. And we did, and look what happened. We just, uh, this has been fascinating. So one of the reasons we bring that up, you may be asking, scratching your head saying, what does that have to do being tired with missing your family and missing your bed and getting tired of being on the road? Well, we're constantly meeting new people who are giving us new recommendations and insights and helping us and coaching us and guiding us. And that whole part of being on the road and traveling is fascinating to us that people would go out of their way. It's energizing. It's, it is energizing. Uh, so it's one more reason why we, we aren't tired of being on the road because we're always looking at when we go, we're going to go to Val... Val Valdosta, something like that. Valdosta, Georgia, from here. Now we, I've heard of Valdosta. I think there may be a college there, but I'm there not is. sure. There yeah. is. Yeah. It's either Georgia Tech or Georgia or something mm, like that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, I, I, you know, we're going to meet somebody in Valdosta who's going to give us advice on something to do or some place to go or some place to eat or somebody to introduce us to that will energize us, that will give us stories about Valdosta that will last us a lifetime. And we'll be someplace traveling and we'll say, remember that time we were in Valdosta and we met so-and-so. And they probably had a dog. Have yes. you noticed how many times it's people who have pets that are sitting and chatting with us and uh, give us ideas? We met a couple them. today who are from Georgia, from um, Alpharetta or... Marietta. Marietta, Florida, uh, uh, Georgia, and who had the most adorable uh, three-year-old black, uh, black lab. Oh, okay. my God, was she cute. Luna. Luna. <laughs> yeah, and so, and they were, they were fascinated with what we do, and we were, they were charming, and it was fun, once again, to play with Luna. Gave me my little puppy fix. So what happens is you go on the road, it, what happened to us? is we went on the road, we made a commitment to do it, but it wasn't like a commitment like we're going to do it forever. Well, the more we do it, the more we want to do it. <laughs> and the more we want to do it, the less we really miss the other things. And yeah, we miss, I miss my grandkids, I miss my daughters, um, we miss our friends. And But, you know, there'll be plenty of time for us to be with those people and but if we wait and wait and wait, at least in our view, um, uh, seeing the world, we're never going to see it. And technology is great. I have to say, yeah. um, with all of our connections between the Instagram and Facebook and FaceTime and all that, it, it's remarkable how we don't miss out on a lot of things. True. And True. so it's not like it's not like the olden days. <laughs> True. So I think that's about it. I, do you have any last... No, I don't have any words of wisdom, Bev. <laughs> well, We're I done. That. Goodbye. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's, that's our, our feeling about do we get tired with that question. Do you get tired being on the road? The short answer is no, we don't. As a matter of fact, the more we're on the road, the more we want to be on the road. And so it uh, just keeps growing. And, you, you know, remember the song, this will date ourselves, but back in the 60s or 70s or whatever it was, Love the One You're With? I think it was Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Um, but anyways, um, we're, we also, when we get to Fountain Hills, we love Fountain Hills. We hometown. love our Fountain friends. Hills, we love <laughs> our, our, our home, and etc. It's just that we also just love being on the road. So that's our story for today, and we are sticking to it. Yep. 
So yeah. hopefully we'll see you on the road. Very, very soon. Thanks for listening to Travel by Pet Sitting. This is Bev. And this is John. And we'll see you on the road.